This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet fucker? the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up, and dialing till my fingers go. This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Going on News Junkie as we speak, window to the world. And uh, what else is going down? Oh, we have a Wednesday show here. Joe Stanley should be calling in. You have a question for Joe, by all means. Give it now or forever hold your peace. Talked to a guy earlier today. He sounded like uh, Cousin Brucey. He's a radio guy. <laughs> Cousin Brucey. <laughs> oh, oh, <thank> you, <laughs> it's about seven and a half minutes after the hour. Thank you once again to News Junkie for providing the, uh, the lovely link of my uh, mug up there. With my uh, checkered shirt from, uh, I don't know when, that was probably last year or so. Good picture. You know, people don't like seeing their own picture. Or li- or they don't want to see themselves on video. They don't want to hear themselves in a commercial. I, I hold the microphone up for some clients, and they say, oh, yeah, do you want to say something? No, no way. Nobody likes their picture either. Was it Robert Redford and others never liked to watch themselves perform? It never saw, never liked watching themselves in the movie. Robert Redford, arguably the greatest-looking human being ever. Same thing with Mark Harmon. He was on the Johnny Carson show. I was watching Antenna TV a couple of months ago, and Mark Harmon was on there. Uh, promoting then the uh, summer school movie with uh, Kirstie Alley. And <clears throat> Carson noticed that... <clears throat> must have matter with me. Here I go again. Carson noticed... I won't do that again, by the way. Carson noticed that uh, while they were showing a clip of the movie, you know how they did that? Hey, let's take a clip of your movie, uh, Summer School, here. He didn't want to look at it. It's amazing. It's incredible how, how, so, how insecure people are, regardless of what they look like. And yet you have other people, you know, quite frankly, wearing Speedos or, or you know, tight jeans and bikinis <laughs> that really shouldn't be wearing that stuff. So why is it confident people, people who should be confident aren't? And not, this isn't everybody, by the way. And other people who don't give a darn or are out there, out and about, show, showing it all off. Like way too much information. So anyway, uh, today is Friday. The Yankees are, are, are playing uh, right now as you speak, actually, and which is cool because they were down. Um, they were down two nothing, and they caught they caught up. So all right, so now I'm getting uh, I'm getting all types of texts, but I, I want to give credit where credit is due, and I don't know if Donnie and the others were responsible for. By the way, I'm also streaming on Facebook once again. That's fixed. Effective immediately. This call uh, coming from City by City Watertown today press release of sep- September seventh. 
Effective immediately, uh, face mask covering in New York State will now be optional and not be required in mass public transportation, which includes airplanes, trains, and buses. This is Kathy Hochul. There's nothing to do with local. But, you know, those guys, including our friend Jason Trainer and Donnie, were, were proponents or opponents of the mask mandate. So I guess collectively all of them have, have, have come through, which is good. So I was on the Hotline Show real short today, and I just mentioned, you know, last night I was watching the uh, uh, council meeting, and I tell you what, it was good. You know, I got to admit, I mean, again, it, it is entertaining, and, I, and I've, I've, I've been at council meetings before, open to the public. I've seen Steve Weed's uh, feed over the, over the time, but nothing's better than it is now. Is that good for Watertown? Probably not, but the discourse between uh, Cliff and, and Jeff last night was classic. I mentioned it, I'll mention it again. And Cliff is always looking out for people. Cliff is the type of council person that he'll say yes on something, and then he'll dig for specifics to it. In other words, if he writes off, say, hey, well, let's do this, and then someone says, hey, wait a minute, I just got this charge of $250. And then Cliff says, well, we really shouldn't do that. I said, well, you kind of wrote off, you kind of signed off on that, Cliff. And here's an example. Cliff was uh, apparently talking to some people that were going back and forth with whose mattress showed up on whose doorstep, and who is responsible for that, and the high grass. So, you know, Cliff is a very, very, uh, he's a sympathetic guy. And, you know, he's been, he's seen struggles of his own. And quite frankly, because Cliff has a lot of time on his hands, so does uh, Mr. Hickey, they can actually afford to be council people. So they can go to these places and actually speak to them one-on-one. So I'm just guessing that, you know, Cliff, being Cliff, found out that such and such an address had issues with the city ordinance, got some bill, and then I said, hey, wait a minute, what's this $250 I got to pay here for an administrative fee just so you could shuffle some papers around? So you know how they go around, you know, they read all the notes from the previous, yay, 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 and then they go up the cliff as well. I have a couple of questions. I go, oh, boy, here we go again. We were just going to get out of here by 830, but no, 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 we're going to stop right here. I have a couple of questions about this. I actually spoke to this resident and uh, blah, blah, blah. Why are we doing this? So we went on and on and on. And finally, Jeff, you know, our mayor, interjected. He's been in politics forever since he was six months old. He says, Cliff, you know how Jeff, Jeff Smith talked. Uh, Cliff, uh, you signed off on this. It's, it's, part of the, uh, it's part of the city budget. So you said yes to this. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, now that I'm looking. And then to Cliff's credit, he says, well... I wish I hadn't. We shouldn't be charging. So we was talking to Ken Mix about why we're charging, you know, surcharges and or and fees for people who, for the most part, don't, you know, don't pay attention to the law. And Jeff, of course, you know, our mayor said, well, geez, you know, the, the, the city workers are, are busy doing this, that, and the other thing. Then they have to spend time on, on, on citizens who, for the most part, don't hold up their part of the deal. You got to mow your lawn. Got garbage out front. You got to get rid of that, too. Can't pay for it? Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. So sometimes a motivational factor is a fine, if that's an administrative fee. What is it? So it's good stuff. You know, that, that I did that, what, at 7 o'clock last night? I put it on, and little cameras, great audio, and how people could stand there at the microphone and just berate the council people one after the other. And here's another thing. You guys don't care about people. You don't care about this. I'm like, damn, I'm fighting words. You just got to sit there and take it? Jeff Graham said today he never liked that. 
But it's part of, you know, your constitutional right to stand in. You know, if you're a taxpayer, most of them probably aren't, by the way. But nonetheless, I also saw Donnie there. And uh, so, again, we have some proactive people. That's good. But, you know, just lay off the, you know, you guys don't care about people. That, that's not the case. Say what you want about anybody in, in politics. But if you take the time to run, and I know how, how difficult that is, and then be there at all the meetings and, and show up at the pavilion and smell people that are living there. No, just kidding. That's a lot of effort. Whether you like their policy or not, you can't berate people that represent the masses at any level. Someone was on the phone and then they dropped out. Sorry, I was talking. <coughs> you know, I do something, what, a little, what you call a, an opening speech into a monologue. And that kind of sets the pace for the rest of the show. So when people are calling in, please be, be a little patient if you could. I appreciate it. Uh, 755-1240. So over, over time, I've been capturing uh, different things that, uh, that uh, st- stimulate my, my show, for that matter. Oh, wait a minute. Now, Cliff only just sent me something. That might have been Cliff. It might be on the air. It's on the phone, rather. Hi, you're on the air. No, it's Jason hey, Trevino. Hey, Glenn. What's going on? What's happening? Oh, J- J- Jason Trevino is, must be on meds or something. He's, in, uh, he's upbeat today. What's going on, Trace, Jason? Well, I, I want to thank you. Thank you for... Um Talking about us, about the mass mandate, it's not law, it's a policy. Right. And uh, there's there are things to fight for that mean something. And also, I want to talk about, Jay, about the, um, you know, last year, right. I dealt with living in public housing and the issue that came crawling in my door. So I talked about that at city council meeting. And basically, I said to the criminals, I call them criminals, because if you know about something and you don't change it and try and clean up the mess, you know, you're know you indirectly involved in not cleaning up the situation. Gotcha. And I, I said to them, if they can't clean up a cockroach and bed bug issue in the city and do a 360 from a 180 right. and do a complete turnaround... How are they going to tackle bigger issues like the drug abuse and the homeless that we have, homeless crisis we have in the city? And Lisa was down here today talking to Donnie and Steph. Right. You know, I don't know what they said, but if you really care, Cliff came down here, I guess, and another person. But I would have that same time on my hands right. because it's not, it's not just a mindset. It's part of your job. But, but, you but uh, Jason, J- Jason, job, Jason, this is exactly... Cleaning up the cockroaches and bed bugs, yeah. how in the hell are you going to clean up the bigger mess in this city? So you, are That's you, my question to the criminals that locally run this place. Yeah. All right, so you're talking about landlords? No, I'm talking about the uh, local city uh, council officials. Oh, come on. You're talking about Where council? Were they? This is what I just got through Where saying. Where were they? When I talked about my issue, uh, Jason, for, for months I, Jason, Jason, where Jason, were they? Jason, the world doesn't revolve around you or anybody. They could do as much as they can, but living quarters, particularly a dwell, you know, dwellings with multiple units like where you lived in, stuff happens. And if you looked around Watertown, there's a lot of hoarders around here that this, the, regardless of how clean you and your wife were, doesn't mean that you're going to be void of bed bugs. 
And that's something that the city council people, I just exclaimed this just moments ago, should not be held responsible for and called criminals. Well, Come on, that, Jason. That, well, they, they should be. That's crazy. Because if, if people get hurt, if people get sick. What, are you going to get bit to death by I a elected, bed bug? When I get elected, I will make it my priority. Right. If the office doesn't do their job and people come to me and have issues and they won't listen to them, I'm going to make sure through policy and through enforcement, if they do not do their job, right. they will lose that money. So real quick. You know how you, yeah. you, know how you hurt people? How? Like these criminals do. Criminals. They take money out of their pocket. Carry. So public housing yeah. won't clean up their mess, yeah. then I'll clean up for them through policy so this is, and through enforcement. All right, Jason, give you me a second. You know how you clean up? Because it's been going on for years. It's going on forever. And don't tell me yeah, that you it's were not born. their problem. Don't tell me it's not their fault. Because if I'm aware of a problem and I don't look into it and I don't clean it up, right. then I shouldn't be see council member. That's you, you, part of you, you my beef for the city. You should. We have a drug it's not going to happen. But, we yeah. have a homeless crisis that they ignored for years. Yeah. We have six bills that collapsed that were condemned over the past couple of years. Right. And all they can say is, well, we're going to try to work on it now. Right. right. We have two-term city council woman, uh, Lisa. Uh, was Sarah Campo. Right. That can't even clean up this mess. Right. It is their job. Right. It is their responsibility, Clint. All right. All right. Now, Jason, I got to go because I got to get ready. I got to do a break. And, of course, uh, uh, Joe Stanley's calling in. Do you have a legal question for Joe Stanley that I can present to him? Sounds like you do. <laughs> Seriously. Well, no, I don't. I, it's, it's After all that, you don't have a legal question? This city. All right. It's the last thing I do, Clint. All right. So I, I'm the man of my talk. I'm there, my word. Right. Not these other criminals. Right. Local criminals. By the way, Jason, you're not living in public housing anymore. Where are you living now? Why do you, you know, you're not living in public housing, well, are you? Well, because I care, because it's something I dealt with, Glenn. It's something personal in my life. Are you still I, living I, on Arsenal Street? I'm in my house. Are you still living on and Arsenal Street? other people, it, 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 Lisa uh, explained to me at one seat, because why do you care? Huh. Because you should care. Right. Okay. Oh, Lisa. Lisa asked Not you that. Brushed off other people. All right. All right, Jason. I gotta go. But thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Hi, you're in the air. So much I can do for Jason. Hey, Hi, Glenn. Uh, we won. We won. Talking about the uh, mask uh, boycott thing. Yeah, you, you don't did. have to wear the mask on the bus anymore. I was hoping you were saying the Yankees won because let me look at the score. But you could care less about the Yankees. No idea about the Yankees. Bottom of the eighth. It's three. Not. It's three three. They're playing the Twinkies. I didn't call you to talk about the Yankees. So, yeah, you won. But do you think your your voice got through to uh, um, uh, Governor Hochul? You think so? Actually, state? my voice, I bet <laughs> did. Because if you've seen my video when she came to Clayton, yeah. she was very well aware of, of my presence. Now, well, that's why she was she running for me. change it because uh, Donnie said so? No. Right. But it's still a victory. But I just want to say beware after November because all these, I'm pretty sure the federal government will come and mandate them again so we're not done we're not out of this they're going to keep it up right well no they got to keep it up for for the general election so something's going to happen right now they had a big conference on monkeypox today and i'm thinking geez if this was if this was some type of ailment that afflicted people like like you and i or or you know farmers or or people that watch nascar races they could care less that people had some type of disease like monkeypox 
But of course, you know, it's the squeaky wheel that gets the uh, the the uh, whatever the grease. It's the it's squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Yes, it's all BS. Well, I don't know if it's propaganda. I just think it's 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 a sense of well, it's a part of their control. I mean, I see. You know, I just found out. I was watching today that uh, on Fox News, of course, that the three hundred billion dollar. I think it was three hundred billion dollars we gave the school system the federal uh, money, and they've they've spent no, no more than fifteen percent of it. So they can't even allocate, and they're still looking for money. And in places like in Philadelphia, don't have air conditioning, so they got to do Zoom classes because it's too hot in the classrooms. Our educational system is doomed, and if you send your kid to public school or any school, even if it's a private school, they're not getting an education. They're getting an indoctrination. Well, first of all, I see where you're coming from, but just, just to let you know, uh, and you, you would agree with me, Donnie, we are not urban America. And the one thing that we clearly have on our side, despite the fact that, yes, there is an adoption, we saw it last spring when they had the, the Pride Week there, and, and one of the principals took it upon himself to, like, you know, uh, you know do, do things on his own. And that's what essentially forced out the uh, the superintendent says, whoa, boy, my days are over. I did 35 years. I got to get the hell out of here. I can't even control my own principles. Yes, there is that level. But our, let it be known, though, Donnie, our schools here are out are outstanding and much better no, than the they, other they, schools they, they in the area. They lie to students. They give them false science. They give them false history. Right. Listen, they don't even know what the shape of the earth is. Yeah. That's right. You sent me something about the space force that uh, Trump created. Is now cl- the space force, you know, a, 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 an extension of our military. Now they're saying that there's a flat Earth. Don't get too much into this. But is that what was that what you sent me a video of that nature? So what I sent is so there's a um, thing on Netflix called Space Force, and it's basically a comedy with Steve Carell right. making fun of the Space Force. But in a, one of the scenes is they had to go to Congress to defend how much money they were going to be getting. All right. And one of the congressmen does say that the Earth is flat. And, of course, Steve Carell makes a joke and says it's not. Right. But there's a lot of truth that they hide with comedy and fantasy. So there's a, if you look into the flat Earth, it's true. Right. I mean, it. you have to know the difference between CGI animation, right. what a real photograph is, versus something that's made on Photoshop. Right. All right. All right, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. But, Donnie, congratulations. Right. You got through the governor. It's amazing. Yep, no mask. All right, thanks. I'll talk to you. That's Donnie after after Jason. It's double trouble here on a hump day Wednesday. All right, let's do this. Let's do a break. And uh, and then I'll probably have a little extra time to get ready uh, for uh, Joe Stanley at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are. Finding who call you back. All right, we're back. <coughs> Joe hasn't called in yet. He might. He, sometimes he does. Most of the times he does. So i got to be ready for him. So if you want to text me or ask me any question now, call me up right now and forever hold your peace because I don't know what to ask Joe. I have no idea. I don't want to talk about face mask or this or that. By the way, check out the video I did for the Bad Apple Saloon on uh, News Junkie. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, Glenn. I listen to Mr. Trainer. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted him to know one thing. What's the that? city of Watertown is not responsible for taking care of bed bugs the ordinance guy. or cockroaches. Right. The code enforcement office will go in and cite the property owner. Right, right. The property right. owner is responsible for taking care of those problems. Right. Well, yeah, but where he thinks he can he can come on to city council right. and spend taxpayers' money right. to get these things taken care of, right. he's sadly mistaken. 
No, I agree with you. Uh, but, you know, he's kowtowing to people's emotions, so that's a very sensitive issue that we should... Uh, basically, when someone's in need or if someone do- doesn't have enough money to pay a $250 ordinance or this, that, and the other thing, then we're supposed to sympathize with them as opposed to say, as a citizen, there are rules in life. So that, that's where he's coming from. You know what you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but the whole thing is, is that that $250... Uh, Fee. Uh, thing yeah. that comes with it. Right. City Council did that. Well, what, what are your thoughts? Code Enforcement Office. Okay, but is it, is it just in your opinion? You got to understand. You got to pay for the Code Enforcement Officers to go out and do it at least three times, right. and then it goes to the court. Right. So there's a lot of time spent mm-hmm. to do these things. Gotcha. No, is, I, does two hundred and fifty dollars? No, I think that's a little exorbitant. But right. it used to be fifty. Right. All right, well, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. I got to go yeah. because I think I got Joe on the air. Okay, have, okay. have a good talk you with t- Joe. Uh, uh, yes, thanks. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Just uh, for Jason. Yes. Um, talking about the bed bugs. Yeah. Uh, the bed bugs live everywhere. Right. You can bring them in from any store, any restaurant, any hotel, every mo- motel. You go on vacation and you stay in hotels. You can get them there. Right. They can get on your clothes. They can get on your no, luggage. Yeah. They're everywhere. Right. You go out to Walmart, and you could get uh, bed bugs on your clothes. Sure. And you bring them home. Sure. They just don't go to somebody's house no, over nothing. they no. got to be brought in. No. Thanks. I thought- Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Hey, this is Glenn, right? Yeah, this is he. Yeah, so I, I wanted to talk to you guys about the pavilion. Yeah, by all means. Oh, is this uh, Seth? Yeah, it is. What's this up, is Seth? the third member of the mask mandate. That's right. I saw you last night at the city council. Yeah, so we got uh, we got a problem down here. They're drinking and doing drugs, graffitiing all over the pavilion. Nice. We're trying to figure out what we can do. So uh, let me just interject here. It's funny, uh, Seth, because I know you. And I, I, at first, I thought you were uh, uh, like an advocate, just like what Jason is. So what they did? What no, they no, did no, no, no. Give me, give me, give me. Away. Hold up. Give me a second. Give me a second. So sometimes I, I, I get things wrong. Sometimes when I see Seth up there, I'm thinking, oh, he's on the side of the homeless. Where in reality, you're not. You want them out of there, Seth, don't you? No, I'm actually on the side of them, but they ran out the good ones, and now the bad ones are here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Hmm. Okay. So what do you mean? Like uh, the guy Jacob that we talked to last week, he was a good one? He was good. Yeah, he was a good one. Um, the rest of them are down here, drugs, alcohol, they don't care, graffiti everywhere. Um, they spray painted the bricks. Yeah, right. it's bad. So let me ask you, uh, the, the, the pavilion has outlets that people can use. The intent there was to kind of rent it. The city would rent it. and People go there, play their own music, get a DJ. So they, they took advantage of the, of the electrical outlets. Is that it? So, no, they let the outlets here for people to charge their phone, whatever, if they're having a picnic. Yeah, stuff. sure, sure. But now they've they've just taken over and they've graffitied the bathroom. There's needles everywhere. We've been picking up needles. It's just bad down here. It's needle Park. Seth, I'm sorry about this, but it's Wednesday at, at the bottom of the hour, and i got to take this call from Joe Stanley. But uh, right. call, call later. That's uh, Seth. Uh, regular call. And now we have uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. Joe, how you doing, sir? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, long time. I know. Sorry about last week. I, I got. Uh, I was uh, under the weather, so we missed you last last week. I apologize. 
But uh, too often, and again, it's not even snowmobile season, Joe, because at least two, maybe three people every year either get seriously hurt or die as a result of the snowmobile season between essentially December and March. And here it is at least two, maybe the second, third time this uh, ATV season during the summer. We have a young man uh, who died just a couple of days ago, 21, from Dexter, traveling east, right on one of those roads uh, in Montague, in Lewis County, on the same with trails, essentially, Joe, as the snowmobiles. And he crashes into a tree, airlifted from there. Uh, again, I-, I always say this, and there's rules everywhere, Joe, but when I look at a parking lot anywhere, it could be a Price Chopper parking lot, could be the mall, I say there's no rules in parking lots. You and I know there are no rules in parking lots, but it's a, it's, it's a gray area, and people make mistakes when there isn't one side or the other. And for that matter, on an ATV, it's, it's, not, it's not perfectly grounded. It's not great, great lighting and whatnot. What is it that, that causes accidents from your experience? In this case, a young man like this dying in a, in a UTV crash. What, why do these things happen, and what can we do to prevent stuff like this, Joe? Well, I mean, I mean, education is probably the best thing. I mean, I'm, you know, most of the accidents are because they're going too fast and weren't paying attention. Same thing that causes car crashes, except when you're using a UTV, there's almost absolute no margin of error. None. You know, it's even worse than a motorcycle because at least on a motorcycle, you're on usually on roadways, and so you have a distance to correct if you're not paying attention. And by the way, this particular individual, I don't know why. This is the way young people think. And for that matter, older people was not, repeat, not wearing a helmet or a seatbelt prior to the crash. Now, these are the UTVs. It's like a side-by-side. It's a little different than an ATV. But I'm seeing a lot of them, Joe. And let me tell you something. They're nice. They're not cheap. They're typically used for farm work because they haul a lot. They have a lot of capacity. But a lot of people are using them, particularly after, during and after COVID. It's like, hey, wow, now we have a new toy. So now what used to be the, uh, the slow-moving uh, golf carts, you know, and you know how slow they go, now people yeah. are using these side-by-sides, Joe. Some of them you have to register. Others you don't. People break the rules. Oh, especially- no, they're all supposed to be registered okay, gotcha. and insured. It, I don't. I don't think there's any that are not supposed to be registered and insured. Do, do you have to have a license to ride them, Joe? No, I, I mean, you know, if you're on your own property, you don't have to have a license, but um, you have to be of a certain age, yes. Right. I don't like them. I think, I think they're too fast. They're noisy. I mean, I'm not going to be one to complain and say, oh, these, these little brats and whatnot. But to me, they're instant mis- problems because uh, they, they're, they're not cars, and, and I, I just think that people can abuse that type of stuff. So, uh, and unfortunately, your business... I'm not sure they're very good for the environment either, but yeah. No, they're not. and they're, they're, I mean, Because to me, a golf cart, you know what a golf cart is like. It could barely go more than 15 miles an hour, if that. And they're low to the ground. These are high to the ground. They've got those big-ass wheels. And people have a tendency to feel like a, a full sense of security when they're in them. But they're top-heavy. So I'm thinking, I don't know if Ralph Nader or, for that matter, Joe Stanley or anyone's going to be an advocate against them. But you watch. You're going to see a lot more of these fatalities because there's a lot more of these side-by-sides on the road, Joe. No doubt. Yeah, I have seen them. And, again, if you're, they're not supposed to be on the roads unless they're, uh, you know, they're, they're not roadworthy. I mean, they're not, they're not licensed to be on right. highways. Right. You know. 
Yeah, and I guess this guy felt compelled because it kind of has the roll bar on it, and he did not wear his, uh, God bless his soul, by the way, he's a young man. But uh, the mistakes he made that day were probably, based on what you're saying, excessive speed. And the fact that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt or a helmet, those two, three things right there that strike one, two, and three, Joe, a young 20-something-year-old man that's perished as a result of this. So what happens? Yeah. I mean, you know, is this the, the landowners, you know, the guy that owns it? Who, who, who essentially is accountable for this, if anyone? Well, unfortunately, no one except the person who was, you know, responsible for the accident. You know, it's a, I haven't heard anything um, other than... You know, he hit a tree. Yeah, and that's usually driver error. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's hence the hence the need for a helmet and a seatbelt. Right, right, and and I saw a horrible accident. Now, Joe, this is an again. You and I talk about a lot of things. Unfortunately, it's it, it's usually a, a bad ending, but uh, there was, it was a report, I believe, in Oswego County last week, Joe. Maybe this last, past weekend, uh, a couple of teenagers driving along, minding their own business, and a tree had fallen in the road. And as a result of that, they drove you know, over it. It, uh, you know, it. it caused them to drive off the road. And two people died and two people walked away. There was four people in that car. Um, yeah, I mean, that was an electrocution. They got out of the car and the wires oh, were down God. and they couldn't see them. That was a very sad story. Oh, my God. Horrible story. Oh. There's been, I mean, this weekend there was you know, a lot of fatalities because you know, Labor Day is usually the worst and yeah. it was just... Yeah. Very sad, the number of fatal accidents. So what do you do? So, okay, you, you just crashed over a tree. It's raining out or whatever. Was it raining when this happened? Does electric, electricity obviously conducive on, the, on wet roads? What's the worst-case scenario as far as getting electrocuted, like what happened in that particular case? What should we be aware of, Joe? Well, if there's down lines, you stay away. I mean, sometimes you might have to stay in your car, but I don't think they even appreciated that there were even any down lines because the story I read said it was pitch black. Right. And it was fortunate all four of them didn't because uh, there were wires down. And, you know, if they're not sparking and it's pitch black, you're not going to ever see them. Right, right. So, what, Joe, what happens, not to get crude here, but, you know, at the end of the day, we got to be aware when you are out and about like these two poor individuals, that what they do, did they walk into a puddle or did they w- walk directly onto the electrical line? And what happens at that point? Well, that's how you, you can, the electricity gets conducted right through you. And I, that's what the story said happened. Yeah. It was actually a very freak thing. They just stepped on the, the power lines. Jeepers. And a power line typically has a lot of volts in it. And does that kill you instantly, Joe? You know, electricity is a funny thing. Depends on how grounded or not grounded you are. And I have handled some electrocution cases over the years. That I remember one gentleman. He got a massive dose of a massive amount yeah. of voltage because he was working in a unsecured. I don't know what it was, yeah. and he he had where the electricity passed out of his body must have been. 15 spots, holes, literally, wow. and he survived. Wow. And, and and because he was wearing sneakers or, you know, he was grounded no. enough where he absorbed? No, he was lucky. <laughs> Somebody resuscitated him at the scene, and, you know, he had a lot of bad burns, but he survived. Jeepers. Other people, it, you know, it doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. I mean, you it's, know. You know, if it, if it knocks your heart out, and you're not... <laughs> Right. You're not going to you know, fight you're, it. You're not. 
yeah, you're not. Well, if there's nobody there to help you, right. But when someone is being electrocuted, they say, "Don't touch that person at that, at that moment." I mean, that's that's got to be uh, unfortunately that's tough to watch someone like a loved one being electrocuted. But the last thing you want to do, Joe, is is grab them. Is that correct? Well, you don't want to be conducting the electricity to yourself, right? So it, right. And again, then you're where you are and what you have. You have rubber gloves on. Right. You have a, a wooden pole right. that you can touch them to try and move them away. I mean, there are things you can think of, right? But at the heat of the moment, pardon the pun, uh, you know, people panic and they don't know what to do. It's like someone that's choking. We see these signs. We see the posters. And then we're like, what do I do now? It was a Heimlich maneuver. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know that. Bad timing. So in the case of someone that's being electrocuted or someone that slipped and fell, it's, oh, it's, it, I mean, we had that bad accident on Arsenal Street almost a year ago where, thank God, there were four Trump soldiers there. They would all be dead. Now, by the way, that one kid traveling 106 miles an hour on Arsenal Street, he got jail time out of that, Joe. I was actually surprised, but I think that was just because uh, that, that's just a horrible, horrible thing uh, to put people's lives in danger. That's, that's for yeah, sure. 106 miles an hour in Arsenal Street is beyond reckless. It, yes. it, it is beyond reckless, and that alone. And, and I'm sure he said, well, you know, this is, this is the, the time I've got to do. No one wants to go to jail. But uh, that was just to say the least. So, all right, so the, 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 the state fair is over. A couple of incidents in the parking lot and whatnot, Joe. No one died of hydra- dehydration. No one got struck by a bolt, bolt of lightning or got struck by a tree with a, with, you know, with a, down, in a storm. So you know, that's a good thing because you got tens of thousands of people to go to the, uh, to, to the New York State Fair every year. So I guess that's good, Joe, right? That broke the odds. Yeah, well, I, you know, it, uh, yeah, the weather was generally forgiving. You know, it rained a bit, but it's been a fairly nice summer. And I, I think they would say that the fair was successful. So that's a good thing. So now we go into, and again, you and I will talk about this as far as what to do. And again, the basic stuff that people don't, uh, that rather people do take for granted. But I would love to talk to you in the next couple of weeks or so, Joe, about how a lot of people new to the area that are listening to this show, and I'm sure you've discussed this with other radio people, you know, the transients, the people that are here for a couple, two, four years at best, who are typically from southern areas of the country, showing up in their Camaros with the sports performance tires and whatnot, and now is the time, Joe, especially for, for the newbies or the virgins of, of North Country weather, for that matter, Central New York, to know what to drive and what tires to have going into the snow season. So we've definitely got to cover the bases there. Yeah, that is so true. Uh, because even, even the leaves on the road get to be slippery if you've got the, the slick tires, the sports performance tires. So, yeah, and uh, if you've never been through a winter up here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need a little bit of education. You need a little education. You really need to understand when you're when you're going into an intersection, particularly a four uh, a stop sign intersection where people are coming and going, that you've got to pump the brakes well before that. Uh, and uh, and and again, you and uh, we'll we'll discuss that and whatnot. But Joe, good good talking to you again. When people need to get in contact with you or any one of your associates up here in Watertown or Syracuse, how can one do that, Joe? Sure, stanleylawoffices.com is our website. My email is joe at stanleylawoffices.com. The phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Real quick, I, I, I'm sending an email. I just worked out a deal where we're going to do a, a Rocky Horror for two nights this year uh, as a double feature, and I can explain to Angela and yourself once I get it all done. Oh, congratulations. That's fabulous. Yes. Good work, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Thank and, you. And it's a double feature with a movie that was filmed right here and in central New York, so a lot of publicity for both of them. 
So we're looking forward to it. Is that the one where you're the colonel? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm the director of the FBI. Oh, that's right, director. I knew <laughs> I forgot. Uh, is that the one? That's the one. I can't wait. I'll have to get your autograph. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll provide that swiftly. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thanks. Have a good one. You I'll too. To Thanks, you. Joe. Uh, Attorney Joe Stanley here. Uh, and yes, I'm, I'm in. I'm in that movie, Brain Hunter: New Breed, 1987. I actually, so I met with the producers and Lauren on Friday at the uh, drive-in theater at the Black River Drive-in, and we were putting our, you know, thoughts together about how we could do this. And uh, we decided to do a two-nighter, Friday and Saturday night at the end of uh, October. I'll get more into that as we uh, get closer to that date. But that's all, of course, for our friends at uh, Music for the Mission, courtesy of Attorney Joe Stanley's Music for the Mission. And I've been doing it for years. It used to be at the uh, Clayton Opera House. They kind of took that and did it on their own. Uh, and Lauren's been so, so kind to us. Lauren is the uh, owner-operator of the Black River Drive-In. He loves doing it. And now it will be a double feature. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, how you doing? It's the Duff Man. What's happening? Not much. i got a quick question. Where there was uh, three or four different owners of the... Uh Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park. Yeah. Do you uh, do you think you do know any of them? No, I do not know any of them. No, I know none of them. Pardon me. Well, you do, and I just found it out today too, and I never I never realized this, and it's, it's kind of ironic when I tell you who one of the owners was at one time. Who's that? Held the mor- held the mortgage on Fenway Park. And and who's that? The, the New York Yankees. Oh, did they really? Yeah, uh, Fenway Park got into some financial problems, so they, the Yankees wanted to keep them in, obviously. They loaned them money, and they put up Fenway Park as collateral. Isn't that something? Wow. I know. It's the things you learn from Stuart Bernie, huh? Wow. By the way, who, who's winning the game? Does anyone know? I'm, I'm looking at it right I, now. I the Yankees watched. are playing a day game. It's the bottom of the ninth. Man on first, one out, tied score. Uh, uh, kind of falefa uh, at the plate. And so I'll keep a, a watch on that. So, Duff, here's the thing. Uh, you're not a tweeter. You don't tweet, do you? No. Okay, so there's this one girl. She's very attractive. She's got gorgeous hair, beautiful eyes. Apparently, she's Lebanese. Uh, so she's Muslim descent, right? Or Arab, whatever. What do I say there? Mm-hmm. Without getting in trouble. Uh, she is a massive tweeter. And she hates Donald Trump. And she hates Donald Trump followers. So, somehow or other... I get notifications from JoJo from Jersey. That's her name. And it's got a big, mm. big, beautiful picture of her hair and her eyes. And, oh, this is a pretty girl. She's a pleasant woman. And then she says, he stole, stole, spelled S-T-O-L-E, nuclear secrets, that being Donald Trump. But Judge Cannon doesn't want to harm his reputation. Give me an effing break, she says. Now, I wrote, I said, thank God you've got Trump to bash. What would you do with your miserable life? Question mark. No one... No one seems to follow me on, twi- on Twitter, uh, but nonetheless. But, but her followers, Duff, and this is why I bring it up. We know that this woman is just mean-spirited. She has nothing else to do. But, I'm, but she, other people that follow, I'm thinking Judge Cannon's concerned about Trump's reputation ruined a few decades later, whatever. But the people that just, just, just jump on the bandwagon, uh, other people are saying in July, weeks after uh, Kushner had a letter of investigation to a dupe, blah, 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 New York City started showing new nuclear survival ads. And, and and someone, in other words, someone's inferring that you know, because of the uh, this this uh, uh, leak 
uh, of, uh, of documents from Mar-a-Lago, and not to mention Joy Behar today on The View, and others have said this, that our former president, Mr. Trump himself, number 45, would actually use those nuclear uh, documents and, and, and for, for monetary gain. Can you believe this type of, of I mean, I know I, I talk about the double standard. This should be no surprise. But what to which end do, do, they, do, they, do, they, do they end at any conclusion other than the fact that anyone who supports Trump or, for that matter, Trump himself is nefarious and would do anything to get a dollar, including throwing his, his own country under the, under the truck by doing this? Well, this is crazy. It's nothing new. Nothing new, Glenn. You know, it's, uh, it was leaked to the Washington Post by the deep state, who said that, you know, Trump had these uh, nuclear secrets. If you read into the article, you found out that they weren't necessarily the ones in the United States. And then all of a sudden they changed their tune to, well, oh, he was going to endanger our sources and stuff, that, and, you know, so on and so on. So they keep this thing going right. and hope that it's going to dirty him up enough. Because, as you know, just like when they raided this thing, all this stuff was going to come out, and nothing has come about, right. any of it. And uh, so then they leak all this stuff out, and they just throw it out there, hoping that they won't have a response or that they'll lay down and and, uh, and give up and surrender. Just know? just just to give you an idea, the type to do it. One of her followers, it's a woman, and she says, and "This is just a typical response. I'm not just picking on anyone. This is this represents thousands of responses for JoJo from Jersey." It's she, this person says, "He, being Trump, should be in prison. Everyone he appointed should be stripped of their positions, and the entire GOP should be tried for treason." Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. someone finally but sets yet, in. But they overlook all the other stuff. Isn't that funny that you've got clear-cut evidence of what uh, what Hillary Clinton did? you got clear-cut evidence uh, where uh, Lois Lerner did what she did and all this and that. you got evidence against Obama and his administration and Eric Holder and all that no, stuff. I know. I know. That's all overlooked, and that was a lot worse stuff than what they're trying to accuse Trump of. Yeah. And then you find out at the very end that he didn't do anything. Right. Well, of course. Uh, by the way, uh, Hillary Clinton was on the View today. I don't know if you caught that, but uh, they were just salivating over not, her. I'm not Glenn Curry. I don't watch. No. Doth. 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 Again. And you know what's funny? I'm going to throw you in the same category as Joy Behar because Joy Behar admitted today, I watch everything. I watch this. I read the newspaper. I do everything but Fox News. I said, well, that's that's the problem. You've got to watch both sides of the political coin. I've been saying that all along, Duff Man. It makes you sick, you can't. No, yeah, no, no. If you were in World War II, you would pay attention to what the Nazis' next move was doing to save your life, right? Therefore, again, yeah. it's bad comparison, but maybe not that bad. You've got to pay attention not, to the Yentis of the View. I'm by five ugly women. That have They're not that TV ugly. They're pretty cute. On ABC. Uh, Joy's 80 what? years old. She looks good. Uh, Sonny Houston, uh, beautiful woman, <laughs> but she's ugly. The uh, the pretty blonde girl there. And then, they, of course, they get a- Abraham Lincoln, whatever her name is. Uh, she's beautiful, but she they, they claim that she's a Republican, uh, just like uh, Anna Navarro. These these people aren't conservative stuff, man. What, what, where's the fair and balance there? But, no, back to my point. You've got to see the other side. As, as as horrible as it might be to experience that, this is what millions of women in particular, including JoJo from Jersey, are saying. They, dis- they detest Donald Trump and his followers. They think we're the worst people in the world. It's unbelievable what's going on here. But nonetheless, I've got another call, and i got to do a break. But thanks for the call, Duff Man. All right, buddy. You take care. Bye. That's the Duff Man. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Dallas. Yes, you're on the air. Yeah, could you... Take a minute and tell me what could be the 
legitimate reason that President Trump would have uh, the nuclear secrets and uh, disposition of another country at Mar-a-Lago? I have no idea. Uh, I, I have no idea. What What is your thoughts about this? Uh, I think that he is uh, should be criminally charged. So, without doubt. All right. So what? What? Newsmax. I listen to Alex Jones. Yeah. I watch uh, MSNBC. I do watch it all. Good. And good. I think uh, there's no other explanation other than he violated the law. And uh, then whether it's full of espionage and you know selling secrets, that's a whole different matter. Do but you, he has violated the law unequivocally if you read the law. All right, so, and you should be public All right, so you okay? Can I ask? I mean, again, I, I appreciate you calling in. I don't think you've ever called the show before, but you know, what, you know, where is? Are you an independent voter? Where is your political allegiance? And at any given time, were you a fan of Donald Trump? Uh, I've been a registered independent since 1979. I am not a fan of Donald Trump. I believe he would have been a disaster when he ran, and I think he's proven proven I was correct. So you're saying that when, when for instance, uh, the FBI went down there and, of course, uh, uh, Attorney General Garland uh, claimed that uh, they were there for nuclear secrets that he shouldn't have had in his possession, did you draw your conclusions then or did you have a predisposed notion of what Donald Trump was all about? Garland never said anything about nuclear secrets. That was supposedly a leak that the Washington Post picked up. All right, well, let's just, they, say, they, that, let's just say that enough data has come out that, yes, there are nuclear secrets. Was that what put you over the top because of the word nuclear and that, yet yeah, maybe he no. would you know, benefit from this no. monetarily? No? Not at all. He's violated the Presidential Records Act. He should not have had those documents. He, has, he does not have the authority to declassify with a stroke of uh, a wave of his hand those documents, and anyone else would... There are people who are in jail right now for what he did. He's not that special. Okay, so let me ask you. I mean, let me let me just I, again. I don't want to divert from what you're saying because you, you know you seem like an intelligent person and you have a lot of conviction of what you're saying. But are you happy with the current administration right now as an independent voter? Uh, mixed on uh, the Biden administration. There's some things I think that have been uh, beneficial for the country. There's some I think that uh, you know he's not done everything I would want. It's, you know, good or bad. Uh, you know. Left or right, whatever. That okay, so I mean, okay, so just let's just let's okay. You, you made your point as far as the nuclear thing. You might be right. I don't know. I'm not saying yes or no, but again, now there was a movie that came out, uh, a documentary, a drama, uh, bad guy actor. I forget his name now. Called My Son Hunter, and there's a lot of other things talking about documentaries on Fox, Fox Nation, and whatnot. It, it, it obviously, if the president did something wrong with nuclear documents, in your case, you would say he would have to be prosecuted. Uh, th therefore, you're, you're, you're the type of person that says if you did something wrong, you should be held accountable. From what you know, yeah. and you are an intelligent person, from what you know about Hunter and his involvement with Ukraine and China and the laptops and whatnot, do you think that that's a problem as far as our current administration, or is that just his son? We shouldn't worry about it. Hunter should be, you know, if, if you could, yeah, there's a grand jury now. If Hunter is indicted, then he should be tried, and if he's found guilty, he should go to jail. I have no problem with that at all. Do you think if there's any collusion between himself and his father, and apparently there is, called the big guy? That, 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 that's Fox and Tony Bobolinsky's quote, and I'm, you know, I don't know the validity of Tony Bobolinsky, to be honest with you. So you I let the courts decide. Okay, but, but I know, you, I you'll know draw the line there, apparently. Sounds, not, sounds like you'll draw the line there. Bobolinsky came up with some cre highly credible things that, for the most part, he didn't have to divulge. Uh, he went out of the way to have that interview, for instance, in San Diego with Tucker oh, Carlson. And he said that the big guy, you know, I, I'm aware of all these things. I'm saying that, and it's not just nuclear. The documents, not even the non-nuclear documents, the thousands of hundreds, at least, of documents, and they served a subpoena 
for him to turn those all over. And his lawyer said they turned them all over. And then they went back and they looked and they found more. And then they said that was all. And then they went back and they served a subpoena when he wasn't there. And they found the stuff, including the, the potential nuke stuff. And I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, I listen to y'all. I listen to Jeff and I listen to you. Sometimes I yell in the car, but I listen. Well, that's good. I, I don't that's know good. what it's going to take for your quote-unquote mag, y'all MAGA folk to realize that he's a flawed-as-hell human being. He's not a vessel of God like Cyrus. He's a corrupt individual from his business days, and he was corrupt as president. And others may well be, but that the whataboutism of, well, what about, you know, Obama? Tell me tell me a scandal that directly impacted Obama during his administration. And it's, not, not to do, it's nothing to do with uh, scandals uh, as much as his policy. So let me ask you real quick. Uh, the four, uh, estimated three and a half million people that have come here illegally in the last almost two years now. What are your thoughts about that? Is that just for the country? Is, is that okay as far as policy is concerned? Or is that scandalous in itself? I think that you should have legal immigration. I think that illegal immigrants should be processed. And, you know, if they seek asylum, that's a different matter. Okay. Again, those are our laws. Yeah, uh, right. The, they are. But that, the laws are being broken. So that in itself is a scandal. Would you agree? I mean, what you're trying right now to do is get me something so that you'll be like, yeah, so you criticize No, not at all. Not at all. No, no. I, I want to know. Uh, my first question to you, so no, I'm not a gotcha type of guy. I don't want to be like Sean Hannity. But I want to ask a, a very vital question. If you're a law and order guy, and if you're saying the president should be uh, prosecuted accordingly, then what is up with the laws of the border, and why is it? And, of course, if, if I say something, I say, oh, it looks like we're trying to be replaced here. And it's like, aha, you're one of them. They want a reaction. So I'm not looking for that. I just want to ask a question. If you're a law-abiding guy and say people should be held accountable for their actions, what the heck is going on with this, with respects to the border? That's all. Not a gotcha question at all. Just want to meet halfway here, my friend. I don't want you yelling in your car. Yeah, I, I'm actually in the car, yeah. So, and the other thing I don't want you to do, I mean, another thing is uh, the FBI took pictures of what appeared to be documents spread all over the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What are your thoughts there? What was that all about? They do that at a crime scene. That, that's, they're supposed to document what they found, in this case, what they found in his office, including all of those documents that are classified, gift required. They should be compartmentalized and locked up. They should not be in Mar-a-Lago. He, he did not have that authority as president. He's not president. He has no right to have those, and having those in his possession makes him a criminal, period. So, so he should be... That's the case. He should be prosecuted. And the idea that Lindsey Graham warning about blood in the streets, I mean, sorry, uh, January 6th. We're hearing that part that of the both sides. on democracy. That, well, I'm sorry. Now, you say that again. Quiet, you might call terrorists, but it was, the purpose was to delay, to allow the Trump plan to kick it back to the states. They wanted to get a couple days, and they were going to try to undo it through the state process. Would you say, that, would you say that the thousands of people that showed up in Washington that day, uh, any one of them, by the way, it doesn't matter if they hit, uh, you know, did some violence or just walked in, took pictures and walked out less than three hours later, would you say that they represent all of MAGA or, for that matter, Trump supporters? No, not at all. Okay. Then why is it that the left always kind of... I mean, the president last Thursday... Essentially said that MAGA followers are nefarious. That's 74 million people, by the way. I watched the speech. The president specifically carved out and said he's not talking about Republicans in general. He's not even talking about people who voted for Trump. He's talking about the ultra-MAGA who 
you know, are going to bring, you know, bring down the seven, the seven mountains and bring us to a kind of a Christian fascist kind of republic. So were you happy? I got to go in a couple of seconds, but were you happy with that speech? Was that just and is that does that unite the country or is that something we shouldn't do right now? We should purge out the bad yeah. guys, in your opinion. Uh, I mean, it might be decisive, but it was also truthful. All right. All right. So Fair it, enough. It, it hurts when it, you know, sometimes truth hurts. Yeah, but sometimes so, the truth is something that you people, like like a lot of people, including yourself sometimes, are looking for to justify their hatred towards someone to begin with. Would you agree with that? Real yeah, quick. and the earth is brown, by the way. Right? Erastocenes measured I, the I, circumference of the earth using a string and a stick in the sun in 202 I, B.C. I got to go. I got to go. I am 1240 W.E.T. I went too long on that. See you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Extreme heat is baking.